Welcome to Tanks Up, a podcast all about video games and beer. I'm Ben. I'm here with Adol. Hey. And Lucy. <laughs> no, it's actually about politics, but it's not about politics. Ooh. But it is, but it isn't. There's an undercurrent of politics that, obviously, but, it, but it's not about politics. Yeah, no, it, people have just almost everything... shut off their uh, <laughs> podcast player right now. It's like, no, guys, it's not really about politics. We're an apolitical podcast. And that, by that you mean we're a political podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Um, nice. We have political stances. We're not afraid of, of, of weighing Voicing in on them, but we are yeah. about craft games and video beers yes <laughs> yeah because people want to get away from all the beers hard stuff of real life videos that's yeah. true yeah, Lucy. yeah that's very true yeah we're on the videos yeah. yes yeah yes yeah. they need that escapism and <laughs> yes. beer and games does very well Ooh, what controller is that this is the one i got ages ago the one that um oh yes is that because uh... it's out of lives on it and oh yeah the, that's really um... nice yeah nameplate because of the last controller i got for free from microsoft when i bought my xbox yeah this yeah because um the, 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 can you get these in, in the uk yet the custom yeah. palette ones or is I've it got, i've got two I've when got, i got um, this one it was only available in north america we've derailed the conversation already yeah. i've got one in jamaican colors nice Otherwise, that's no, very nice, nice. That's and lemon I've got one in... nice lemon yellow oh. It's lemon lime. It's a clearly a lemon lime controller. Guyanese colours. Ah, no, nah, that's solid. Mm. So yeah, and I've got the the incredible I to the Hulk or Donatello. <laughs> I'd like Donatello. A reverse Donatello, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I tried it with the green and purple inverted, and it was not nearly as nice. Mostly because at the time you still had to have the black mm. here. Okay, and it it it, re it sort of is hidden by the dark purple, mm. but with the lime green, it was like no, these are three different colors. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they've had added more um, customization options, but yeah, it came out to the UK not not too much after the US and Canada. I think it was like six months after. But yeah, yeah those are really cool. Like um, you can get like everything, pretty pretty much every part of the controller customized. I really, I wish PlayStation. Mm. Um, did that because I've got quite a few PlayStation controllers. Even though I hate the DualShock, I still have so <laughs> many. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, well, they, I know uh, there is the big joke that you know Microsoft release controllers rather than games and stuff, but they have mm. nailed that side of things, that customization that PlayStation just haven't yeah. worried about. I guess. Uh, they, yeah. you know, they, I did see do... a nice mint green one. Though, yes, I think is it, is it Alpine green? Yeah, it looked like just, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's, it's cool. yeah. So they do bring them out occasionally. They they're do, very yeah. limited. They're, they're whatever they choose, obviously, yeah. the colours to yeah. be. They choose so, some good ones, but not... There are a lot. Some of them I are do, horrid, I really... like the, some of the Xbox ones are horrid looking. Mm, but mm. yeah. I do miss my gold and black um, DS4. There mm. was an Amazon exclusive mm -hmm. one. Right. Uh, one of the first uh, coloured pads that they released 
which obviously got taken with my PlayStation when it was robbed. Um, and you couldn't get them anymore because they upgraded it to a fully gold one. I don't want a fully right. gold one. I want, mm. that, I want that split ben, anyway. If, if, if I spend so much time on this earth, I'll make sure that you get a custom DualShock 4. Even when the PlayStation 26 is out, I'll make yeah. sure you get <laughs> Your last DualShock dying 4. breath. Yes. Yeah. Make it yeah. Yes. Yes. Good. Let's open some beers. Um, I'm very thirsty, so I'm going to start this week. Uh, I have picked up another beer from Yonder Brewing and Blending. This hmm. one is called Dunstan's Exile. Um, Yonder are very difficult to find out what the actual beer style is because it doesn't always specifically tell you. There's nothing on the beer which says it is this, uh, but it has a little bit of flavour text. Dunstan's Exile, our house pale ale, okay, is a demonstration of flavours produced by combining light struck noble hops with farmed and foraged botanicals inspired by the complex yet quaffable beers of Belgian tradition. Uh, it tells me the Ingredients, water, malt, barley, wheat, hops, yeast, grains of paradise, lavender, mm. orange peel, and juniper Ow. berries. 5.5%. Uh, Interesting that it um, gives me that sort of like those extra ingredients that they put in. Uh, Lightstruck. That's what, you know, got me. <laughs> yes, lightstruck noble hops. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's just noble hops, I don't know. Uh, they don't list the hops in the ingredients. Um, yeah, 5.5%. So I'm going to start with that one. Lucy, what are you going yeah. for this week? Um, I'm going to start with a double IPA. Uh, it's Ooh. called... Yeah, start in bold. It's called Trekker. It's from Gypsy Hill. It's 8.2%. Uh, let's have a look. Trekker is a big hitting double IPA. Pet full of mosaic, azaka and equinox for big juicy fruits, fruit salad notes. All right. Uh, no hot side IBUs make this a super smooth, sweet, and bountiful beer. What else is there? Round it out with oats to carry the stone fruit esters and a pillowy mouthfeel. Goes well with long walks and rolling vistas. Drink it and talk to people, as I always say. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Equinot, Azaka, Mosaic, Hops. Yeah, not much more to say. Nice. 8.2%, was it? Yeah, 440 mil can. Because um, Gypsy Hill do 330 and 440, so yeah, oh, it's 440. Yeah. yeah, they're one of those interesting breweries that decide um, to to change up their uh, their sizing, don't they? Hmm, because I literally not too long ago had a sour IPA from them called Envoy, and that was in a 330 can, so. Mm. Be interesting again to know, you know what that decision is, why they decide to, to put something bigger. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, hey, what are you drinking first? I have a the Dreamlining with Track, four point two percent from Garage. Mm. Ah. Uh, and it is a pale ale using Lalaman New England yeast to highlight the Vic Secret and Sapphire hops. The um. Sorry, there's a lot of um, Spanish because of Barcelona. <laughs> um, the malts are Maris so Otter. Garaje. Yeah, garaje. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Maris Otter, malted oats, flaked oats, Cara Gold, Dextrin, and Wheat. The Whirlpool hops are Vic Secret. The dry hops are 
well, it's twice dry hop to Vic Secret, and then it's the yeast, the Lalamand, Lalbrew, New England. And um, the old yeah. And then it's made oh. in Barcelona. Oh, there, there you go. Nice. Oh, and it's fucking... <laughs> Heady. <laughs> also, kind of on my keyboard. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Well, wouldn't be a podcast if I deal with having a very frothy beer. It hasn't happened for, what, maybe... Two? Ten episodes? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, about, about two weeks? Yeah, man. Mm. I can see so, you sniffing that beer then. Um, it's got a nice, very, very light nose. Mm. You don't get much. I mean, when I opened the bottle, I was getting a little bit from it, a little bit of sort of a, a, a little fragrance from it, something yeah. maybe slightly floral coming from the from the bottle. When it's in the glass, it's sort of... I don't know whether it's just the pour and it's kind of all disappeared. You know, there's almost no head to it at all. No. Um, there was a little on the on the pour, and it's kind of disappearing off the glass, off the side of the glass, quite quickly. Um, quite pale in colour. Uh, mm-hmm. Little, Straw, little. Almost, really. Sorry. Straw almost. Yeah, yeah. It's getting. It's got. A, it's got a light, a light hint of mm-hmm. kind of ambery, orangeness to it. Just very, very light. Um, Flavour-wise, it's really nice. Really, really easy to drink. I'm getting this very. It feels almost. Hmm. What is that that's coming through? There's just this level to it there's kind of like this beer and then there's something else that is just sat on top of it it's a really hard beer to describe but yeah there's a lot of like floral notes going on in there god that's really hard to describe mm. getting a am i getting any right. kind of oh my it's just so easy so easy to drink <laughs> and it just the flavor kind of i haven't told you what the flavor is but it sticks around just a little bit. There is just this kind of, this very light, slightly sweet note that right. kind of lifts everything up. It's almost edging on a, it's almost edging on a squash um, in terms of like its consistency, um, its mouthfeel, that very light. It's you know, quite when you, thin, yeah. When you have quite a weak sort of like orange squash Hmm. Um, and you're getting, you know, you're only getting a, a slight hint of orange in in water, essentially, rather yeah. than kind of like you know double strength orange squash that you filled half the glass up with with squash on. Um, yeah. It's really light. It has that nice sweetness, but it isn't it isn't a squash. You know, it is a beer. There are little things going on, kind of in the background. Uh, I don't know whether it's kind of like a, a like a light sort of multi base that's just pushing through very slightly. Hmm. It's giving it that little bit of extra sweetness um, that's just elevating maybe, you know, it said a load of different um, ingredients that it had in there. Um, I'm getting a little bit of kind of orange from that. Oh, there you go. It has orange peel in it as well. Oh, um, there you go, yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, juniper berries, lavender, grains of paradise. Oh. Um, that's quite a lot going on. Like, that, I mean, there is. There lavender is. is very subtle, especially in beer. Right? I mean, the lavender is really subtle. It is. It is now that I've read it. It is definitely there. I think that's the kind of the floral element right. that's, that's yeah. pushing through. You know, just that slightly fragranced feel, backing up maybe those orange peels. Uh, interesting to know what the noble hops are kind of doing in this with the um, with the barley. Uh, I think it's is it quite hoppy? Yeah. Is it like we, is that what gives it its beer like? 
it, it, it might be that. It might be that and yeah. the malts that are kind of just pushing it. I mean, I imagine they've used... I know a lot of their beers use Belgian yeast as well. So mm-hmm. there must be some of that just creeping through, trying to play with all of these different ingredients and combining them all together. Um, yeah. To just, to just bring it together for really nice, really smooth, really easy... Beer, yeah, I've, this heard, is... I've heard that about. Is it Yonder? I always yeah. get Wonder yeah. and Beyond and Yonder. So many things. <laughs> but yeah, like I've heard that about Yonder. Like they just skirt that line between being a beer and it's like they're even like in like what you typically typically think of like a wine bottle. So it's like yeah, yeah. It is a, a three seven five. Hmm. Yeah, and it's like yeah, three seven five. So I, I need to try, try them down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are in Somerset, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. yeah. So they're only just down the road. Um, I remember the last beer I had from them, which I think was a Suki, was a either a Saison. Um, I think it was a Saison. Yeah, I don't know whether they said it was a Saison or a Farmhouse Ale. I can't right, remember yeah. exactly. But, uh, you know, again, that was yeah. not a similar beer. It's a very different beer, but similar in the complexity that it had going on and that it was quite light and easy to drink yeah uh, out of the you know these are the only two beers i've had from yonder so far but there is a theme going on here that they're making some very very complex very easy to drink beers so be interesting mm. to find something maybe a little bit more uh higher in the abv to see kind of what goes on when they push it in that direction as well I'm gonna have to pick up another beer, aren't I, from the bottle shop from them? <laughs> oh well, what a shame, Lucy. What a shame. Yes, uh, my trekker, my double IPA. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's um slightly orangey in color. It had a, probably half a finger uh, head. Mm. It's not really staying on the glass at all. Quite bubbly, quite frothy, but um yeah, it's. It's very sweet. It's very malty in in the aroma, and that follows through in the taste. It's you can't tell it's an eight point two percent beer. Mm. I think the only indication would be the sweetness, um, but I think the sweetness is in tasting it. I think it's more um, sweetness from the malt rather than the alcohol. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's. It, I wouldn't even say it's like. I'd say it's medium body, so it goes down quite easily. It's not a very heavy beer, even being 8.2%. It's got a smoothness to it. Yeah, it almost... It almost has like a kind of honey kind of taste to it. You're getting a bit of fruit, you're getting a bit of orange, especially on the aroma, but it's got like a kind of honey taste to it as well. Like... Mm. Mm. Slightly, slightly, just slightly coating your mouth, which is the medium body, and then, yeah, you're still getting like this kind of sweetness, and this, it it tastes like honey. And um, hmm. did they list honey? On the no, back they well? didn't. Um, that's the I thing, and they said put oats in it, but it's not heavy at all, so mm. creamy. I mean, it's quite, it's quite like not quite translucent, yeah, but almost, it's quite clear. Almost. Yeah, they say stone fruit, and you know this mentioned that you know the the hops that they put in. They mentioned it fruit salad, but like it's it, it's not bitter mm. at all. It's very sweet, okay. but as you mm. say, you don't attribute that sweetness to its alcohol. You attribute that to like maybe the malts and just the fruit that's going into it. So mm. 
it's very easy drinking. It, it's nice. It, it's not. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't really associate Gypsy Hill with quite a lot of their heavy beers. I've mostly had like lights and pale ales and like blonde beers and you know sours. Sours. Yeah. So th this might have been like one of the few double IPAs I've tasted from them. It's mm. very nice. Don't get me wrong. And I'd pick it up again. Absolutely. It's just maybe not what I was expecting. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But it's very <laughs> nice. It's very nice. It, it's more sweet than I'd probably prefer. Yeah. Like, because, you know, a lot of breweries, they can pack so much percentage in mm. and not have it overbearingly sweet. They, right. they don't have... Yeah, yeah which, which I like. I prefer it. I like... It does it for me in terms of this doesn't taste like an 8.2% beer in terms yeah. of right. alcohol content, but in terms of its sweetness... You could maybe attribute that to its alcohol content right. rather mm. than just how much malts they packed into it. Um, I don't think it actually mentions the malts that they put in. No, it doesn't, which is a shame. But yeah, it's it's really good. And I'll probably nice. finish it pretty quickly. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Adel, how's your um, It's It smells quite... Um... It's like a, a little tropical fruity off the nose. It's quite sort of understated. It's, I mean, it's four four percent. It was uh, you saw like how immediately um, frothy it was, but like it it's just like a hazy juice almost. It, yeah, it, it had immediately <laughs> died. Um, so I suspect that was just latent carbonation. Mm. From the uh, from the the picture, it looks like you've just got a pint of orange juice. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's like no no bubbles at all. It's super hazy, dark, but it does have that yellowy orange look. Mm. I like how he's secretly having a week off, isn't he? He's just poured orange juice into yes. a pint glass. Um, I immediately so I immediately see what they mean about the malts balancing the hops. You get yep. this nice multi malt forward, not mm. super biscuity malts. Um, but you know a little bit of sweetness and a bit a bit of that thickness that uh, a more multi taste gives you, and then it is offset almost immediately by again like light passion fruit, maybe maybe some stone fruit there. Yeah, it's mm. just mostly just a really smooth. There's something else there happening. Can't quite place what that taste is. I'm pulling a band. <laughs> um, but uh, but the other thing is the one thing it does happen is the taste doesn't linger that long, but it, it does leave you the mouth dry. Yeah. Okay. So you know which um, you know loyal listeners will know that's not my most favorite combination of when taste fades and mouth dry because then I feel like mm. I'm forced to have more versus seeking to have more. Yeah. Um, but it's quite tasty. Man, that was just, like just a profit like juice. Yeah, it's quite tasty. It. It's just really quick, and I think I think probably it's just because it's four point four percent, so there's just not enough oomph yeah. of, of yeah. what's going on to linger. Um, it's very drinkable. Uh, the lack of carbonation makes it a little more dangerous because again, the taste is quite quick, and it's sort of leaves the mouth a little dry. It's just like, well, one, I could take huge sips, no problem, no bubbles. Two, I'm going to absent-minded look for it. And three, I'm, that absent-mindedness is compounded by the fact that it's such a light taste that I just forget it's beer. <laughs> that's fine. That's, that's always good. 
Yeah, so what it means is I might have to go downstairs and grab a third beer. <laughs> I, I always bring a third just in case. No. Yeah, I have got I have got a third just with sat here. Just, Let's do just, it. Um, but basically, we've only got we've got an, we've got yeah. an hour basically to record yeah, whatever we're going to talk longer. about. So if we care. just open another beer now, talk about those for half an hour, then open another beer and talk about those for half an hour. For go video games. We're going to go on for six hours. <laughs> yeah, we probably. Oh, we could hours. easily do that. Oh, oh did you know this is our hour hour We're doing a 24-hour <laughs> marathon. I'd die. <laughs> I think I'd die. Uh, I don't think I've quite got enough beer for that. Paramedics. Oh, there's always enough beer. <laughs> Maybe I not for 24 hours. Beer. Constantly. Yeah. Well, you'd have to pace yourself, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd have I to have like, a beer every like four hours, you know. Yeah. I got, yeah. I got a couple of bottles of wine and some rum in the. No, you'd, could... you'd be gone after like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> you need um, like two percent table beer, <laughs> then you could do it. So, yeah. Uh, so, shall we move on to a topic segment? Segment topic: a tox, top top mint a segit tick. What are those? Segic or Topman? I think Segtick. I like Topman. No, I guess it doesn't make sense because the topic. Yeah, I guess it's Segpick or Segic. Segic is just sounds weird. I feel like there should be an extra vowel. Let let us move on. Sounds like you're doing yes, motion exactly. sickness on a you're segway. A bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's Topman. talk. It sounds about like torment. Lucy first. Lucy. Yeah, about Lucy or Lucy's topic or Lucy's topic. topic Lucy. Shall I just? Air all my problems or not? Yeah, yeah. This is this is this is uh, not a political podcast. It's not my, like a therapy podcast. Yes. My problem is that there's never enough beer in my house, but um, <laughs> and then we could go into the depths of alcoholism. But anyway, uh, oh, we're games. already in the depths of alcoholism. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, games, video games. I played a really, really, really interesting game. I don't know if it's ever been tried before and what he's trying to do in um okay. it's called TikTok: a tale of two gosh what's the subtitle Cities? that would sound correct but <laughs> i don't think it's that it's TikTok. i should have been more correct. TikTok: a tale of two oh and it's uh developed by other tales interactive I always get those two confused but yeah TikTok a tale of two where it's basically a co-op game in not a I'd call it like an even asymmetrical co-op game where you are playing different instances of the same game you're not exactly on the same screen you know um, doing the same things it's basically a puzzle game where you can play either I think it's on I think it's coming to Switch, but it's on PC and iOS, I imagine Android at this point. Um, so the whole structure of the game, in terms of its um, mechanics, is that someone is player one and the other player is player two. And what is seen on player one screen is similar but different to what's seen on player two screen. And in order okay. to progress the, the the story, the game, you have to rely on each other. Mm. So what player one is seeing, um, just, a, just a quick example. Okay, you're seeing a safe on players one, player one screen. 
and in player two screen they have the code for the safe right. yeah that's right. not going to okay. appear on either or vice versa so yeah and the same for player two yeah so it's like keep talking until nobody explodes and they like asymmetric player absolutely demo. perfect yeah. example um the thing with um i, I believe you know uh What's it called? Uh, talking and nobody explodes. What's the full title of that? Keep talking. Keep, keep, talking, keep, keep talking and nobody explodes, which yeah. seems a really cool concept. But um, I was lying that game. But anyway, um, you do not have to be in like you don't have to be on the same network. You don't. Okay. You don't have to be on, on on the same client or anything. You can do it completely um, disparate to each other you don't have to be on the same wi-fi or right. lan connection is it, you can literally be across the country and it, do it that way is it voice based well preferably i played it with right. my sister who was in the same room as me so it was like okay. basically local co-op but yeah. um the, the devs do encourage uh discord if you're not in the mm. same room that's, and, that's what i was wondering about like yeah. how you so in that sense it's it it's it 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 doesn't rely on uh, networks because it has no network functionality yeah. in that sense. You're yeah. just both talking about things. Then that, I mean, that's the same thing with keep talking, right? Which is literally yeah. print out a manual or have a PDF on that's on, true. on a that's iPad, true, yeah. and then the game is only running on one screen. And it's like extrapolating that move of we can, if it's an asynchronous game in the sense of content, we don't actually mm -hmm. need to sync between the the two that's a really yeah. neat like progression of this idea i like that a lot yeah and um that also has its like downsides because it's also a case of like there's no replayability replayability to it because it's like everything has the same solutions yeah. to every puzzle it's not like it's going to be randomized every time because you're okay. on the same network it's, that, it's that's really... what i was yeah that's what i yeah. was going to say it's not uh it must be sort of set levels Yes, so you, absolutely. you and your sister both went and started on level one, then went to play level right. two, level three, level four, or however they determine that. It's not kind of, I am hooking up with somebody else and right. we're both having the same generated puzzle put in front no, of us. No, no, right. mm. absolutely. And I think it's, there's also a downside in that there's like not a replayability. I mean, you could forget the puzzles and, you know, yeah. come back to it a few years later or you could play for another person and yeah. this and that and guide them through it. But it does have that, downside but on the upside it's like oh because i had a steam key um mm -hmm. i also had like an ios test build the ios test build just wasn't working for me i, I can't say that for the you know full build i, I believe right. it's working mm -hmm. they patched it etc etc but it's like okay i need two computers my sister doesn't have steam right yep it's like oh i'll just put one computer that i have in offline mode and mm, she yeah. can play on right. one computer and I can play on the other and it's like oh it still works because it's you're all, you're always starting from the same point it's like who's player right. one who's player two or ass at, at the start of the game and you can play right. that so it's very accessible in that way and as I say you can play it on iOS um, I believe Android coming to Switch right. so. so it clearly has cross play because it yeah it's like a static tower yeah mm. you you cannot progress unless the other player is involved and it's like as i say like what's on one screen what's on the other but um in yeah carry on then uh, cause you could you know play by yourself. you could play by yourself if, if you knew all the you could, you you could, play, you could buy it twice play it, buy it on steam and buy it on your phone and be player one on your 
computer and play it to <laughs> yes. your phone. That's yeah. what I meant by play If you ha- wanted to have no fun at all, <laughs> then, yeah, you could do that, for sure. Or, or just two Why computers, one in offline mode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that, but I think Why? it's... A, Yes, why? <laughs> why is the question? Why would you want to do that? Maybe Steam achievements? Who knows? But anyway, um, I think there was a deal running whereas um, if you had it on Steam, I think you could gift another code to somebody else. Nice. I think it's. I think it requires two people to have the game, which is mm, here and there. Like you hear a lot of Nintendo like doing things like, oh, if someone has the game, you can just hop right in from a um, right. like wireless connection. So maybe like that's the way not... out was. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because I was never going to buy that game because it's crap. But anyway, is it? Uh, <laughs> the story is god awful. The gameplay is good and it's impressive, but. That, that story. It's like if everyone just... <laughs> it's like if I watched like Godfellas and Scarface and um, uh, The Godfather and I put into a randomly generated right. Google machine and just like come up with a story, it'd spout that out. Right. But and worse. It, you just added the word prison or whatever. And had bad New York accents. Oh, so are, oh. they, are they Italian? Wow! Awful. In the sense that they're New I York don't know. Italian, I assume. Well, uh, yeah, are they are they New York Italian. Or... I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's just it's just bad. It's just bad. Yeah, it's, just, it's just awful. It's an awful game. Like, I don't want to get too much yeah. into it, but where yeah, Joseph yeah. Fares was coming off from, like brothers, and what an emotional story that was. This couldn't be any more in the opposite direction in yeah. terms of story. Brothers wasn't that as successful as we wanted it. Um, clearly, it wasn't that the co-op gameplay was weird and a novel concept. It was that we spent too much time on the story. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to um, TikTok. Okay, so um, I'm about to re-ask you what it was called. But you, TikTok, yeah. a tale of two, right? Yeah. Um, that's it. Uh, I've, I've gone over the mechanics of the game. I just, I just think the, the puzzles, the puzzles were fun. The puzzles mm-hmm. were fun up to a point. I think it has a lot of repetition in its puzzles because you're going through basically three different spaces and some of those spaces repeat puzzles and some of the puzzles go on for too long. Um, That's unfortunate, especially given that it's um, a static game. Yeah, and obviously in the scope of what they're trying to do, I think maybe they could have done a bit more because, as you say, it's not it's not like they have any like persistent online um, connectivity like kind of things they could have maybe spent some more time in diversifying the puzzles and mm-hmm. how you know, much it, was it is it i think it's like 4.99 or something okay. like that um oh, it's, it's it, not it's, that on android oh what is it on android? It it's 2.99 on android yeah yeah it's a, it's a low barrier to entry i think on steam it might be like 4.99 or something mm. like that um, obviously, there's going to be some discrepancy in, um, between platforms. the platforms, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it, as a one and done like kind of thing. It does interesting things with its mechanics, and I appreciate for that. In terms of the puzzles, as I say, they can get a bit long in the tooth. Not quite, yeah. You know, there's not enough, um, you know, variety in the puzzles. But um, yeah. <laughs> I think there was a brilliant thing at the end which made me appreciate the game. Very much so. I will not spoil it, but it's quite funny what it says. But in just in terms of, oh, you played this game. Cool. 
<laughs> it's right. like, thanks for playing our honest, game, dickhead. It's, it's pretty much along those lines, but it's got it's got a nice like it's got a kind of um, quite nebu- nebulous like kind of um, ominous story to it as well, which okay. is which is cool. And like whoever you're playing with, you can piece that together because like obviously one part of the story is for somebody and the other part mm. is for somebody else. So as I say, you need that communication not just for the puzzles but also for the story overall. Right. So that's good. Um Did you did I, you say the characters were uh, father and son? I think it's um sister and another sister, so it's quite okay. relevant that I played it with my <clears> sister. <throat> but um yeah, it takes about ninety minutes to complete. As they say, it took me and my sister like two hours, yeah. twenty minutes. I think oh, people really? who are saying like it took ninety minutes, they did not factor in the time it takes when you're arguing with whoever ah. you're playing. <laughs> oh, that sounds they like did fun. not factor. So, it, I think it's a test of basically if you're in a relationship, you're like, I don't know if this is working. Play this game, ah. and then you'll know. <laughs> you'll know if uh, to ditch that person, right? Uh, <laughs> so don't play with your wife. It's or like overcut, but less stressful. <laughs> it's more. Oh, we're gonna do this over a course of time and really figure out what's wrong with each other. Whereas overcooked is like, oh, it's fifteen <laughs> minutes of stress and like, hey, you, I'm just go there again, yeah, or just stop. This is like, mm. yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, anyone yeah. who um, is questioning their relationship, just play this, then you'll know. <laughs> I was, I was gonna yeah. say maybe this is a thing. Um, so I might go to Canada for a couple of weeks at Easter. Mm. Like maybe it's a thing that we could do over Discord, um, Ben. Yeah. Seeing as you haven't played it. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and I, it's I, I might have a, base. I might have another code for Steam, which the developers were very gracious of uh, giving me. Um, nice. So yeah, it, if you two can think of and play, that might be. Well, It'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Is it is it something that um, is it something that you you need to play? Um, in synchronization with each other, could it yes. be that? You, oh, well, so, I guess you could. Could yeah. is it that there's like you know you said that one of the puzzles, uh, for example, was a safe and a code, and the safe's on one screen and the code is on another. Yeah. Could Adol open it up, find the code, and just message it to me, and then Absolutely. in my own time, I can go on and then input that code to open the safe to then move on. Absolutely, I think mm. um, safe for one like, totally puzzle. asynchronous. Yeah, I'd say say for one puzzle, which would probably cause a bit of frustration if if it was like okay. because it is very back and forth uh, right. with one puzzle. But I I absolutely think you could um, yeah. with with doing that. So it's yeah, it, it's literally oh I'm trying to figure this out. We're communicating. Oh, you figured that out? Okay, then I'll send you over the. Um, uh, solution and the right. other player inputs the solution mm. and then that's that puzzle solved not to distill it down to a very sim- simplistic yeah. kind of thing but yes you absolutely could I think it's only one puzzle in the entire game where you get pretty frustrated with that because it is very back okay. and forth but yeah yeah, yeah nice. absolutely good mm. that does sound really interesting I, you say about uh, you know whether anyone's kind of done that as a mechanic before mm. and the, kind of uh, on the top, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything like that. I mean, no, because you, no, I mean, no. you, you first mentioned um, "Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes," and I think that game was kind of, you know, sort of first in that space, yeah. really, mm. to kind of do kind and of what it was 
doing. You know, we may it's have on had sale on Steam at the moment, not Steam, um, Switch at the moment. Okay. So, yeah. I know we've, we 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 may have had previous games which have kind of elicited a little bit of cooperation um, in the same kind of regard, but not for a not for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I like these innovations of like, how do we? Um, so this like not straightforward land bullshit co-op but like what is it what what if the co-op had to had to be dynamic because literally you have different things in front of you yeah mm. that's super interesting to me because i think that's a good progression of like what does it mean to actually play with other people well that means yeah. to other people so there's yeah. there's i can't remember the name of it there's this game where you're like an assassin and you're, it's a two-player co-op, and there's an assassin and a hacker character, and the hacker um, character, and you're running the game. Not familiar with that one. Um, no. I, yeah, I'll try to remember what it is. Mm. But when you're playing the game as the hacker, you get access to like the building security cameras and stuff, and over voice, mm. you're telling this person, like, oh, oh stop, hold on, no, there's no, someone no. coming in the hallway, etc. And then the... So you're, you're basically driving the overall mission by saying go here first go here first go, go here first. that wasn't republic was it were you controlling both the camera and the person i can't remember no, i can't remember was republic was slightly different but maybe i'm misremembering the difference i think you might have i can't remember i think you might have been uh controlling both of them in that yeah game. yeah republic is um yeah, it's similar, like, idea-wise. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a stealth goodness, game yeah. where you have access, but, like, the this game that I can't remember what it's called, and I'll, I'll try and remember yeah. so we can either tweet about it or something later. Um, The whole point is it's an asynchronous co-op. And yeah, sense, like, that sounds interesting. Fundamentally have different things. And I, the only reason yeah. I've never played it is because, like, I'd have to find someone who was available at the right time and play and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I barely play games by it as it is. <laughs> it rings. It rings a bell. That's what's frustrating about it. So I've probably heard the game. Just can't remember. More than likely. Yeah. Um. I don't have any other games to talk about. Um. I think Baba is you. It's what's on my mind, but I'm too. Oh, it's called Clandestine. Yes. 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 No, it's alright. Uh, Babby is you. I think um, if Adil picks it up and he plays it, I think we'll talk about it then. It's I'm still stalking me. Brilliant. Mm. So we'll talk about it then. Um, just quickly, I bought a game on Steam called Engare. E-N-G-A-R-E. Um, it's basically a simulation for, you know, those kind of drawing stencil things. What are they called? Oh, God. What? Yeah. <laughs> Drawings, yeah. yeah, but um, you know those like spirally drawings, Ooh, right? Those drawing machines. Spirographs, sketch. I think it's spirographs. Yeah, spirographs. Oh, they just make pretty pictures. Um, yeah, like you, 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 you put your pencil, you put your pencil in a little hole. Yeah, and it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those things. Um, it's yeah. I bought a game which is half tool of a uh, spirograph and half um, puzzle game. So. Cool. I don't even understand how that works, but I know. Uh, check it out. It was on What's sale on Steam. I think it's um, okay. E N G A R E. I think it's I by Middle Eastern. Of that, but it's not probably. Yeah, I think it's made by Middle Eastern developers, which is cool. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. It has Arabic in its name. Yeah, it's and Iranian. 
Oh, okay. Thank you. But um, yeah, it, it's cool. It was on. It was on sale. It was on my wish list for ages. It was on sale, and it's oh, like interesting. Sorry, I'm just reading the thing. It's, <laughs> it's uh, geometric imagination, and it's based on Arabic art and architecture. Yes, yeah. nice. it's quite short. Uh, the story mode, which is basically okay, you have a um, like you have the pencil. It's like where do you want it to draw? Where do you want it to rotate? So you can mimic basically. Okay, this you know this level wants you to draw a straight line or a curve or this and that. So you need right. to find where it's going to put the you know where it's going to do the tra trajectory. And it's like mm. okay, pinpoint there. So it's very simple, but I think the tool. Um, it's pretty cool. So I was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna make all these like spirographs and." So it's like a motion-based, um, yeah. like nice. drawing projection tool. Yeah, I think it's just mainly a tool they they put in a story mode, like cool. cool. But it's um, yeah, I just cool tool. Ordered those cool tool. Yeah. like uh, spirographs and just just like yeah, I colored them in in paint because you can export them. And I was like, yeah, this oh, cool. is therapeutic. That's cool. very good. Yeah, that's really yeah. smart. Yeah. It's all about some coloring when you want to yeah. chill out. And, and, and Adil, you're on the Steam page. Just want to shout out the developer. Okay. I think his um, surname's Barani or Madi Barami. Yeah. 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 Self-published, self-developed. It looks like. Yeah, I I've talked too much. You're nice. not talking. Um, well, I I am going to talk because I'm ready for another beer, so I'm going to open one up. Um, Loka Polly. Have released a load of new oh, beers in so new good. lovely, lovely can art. Uh, this beer is the. I mean, it's lovely, lovely can art, but the word, the writing is so small. Yeah. Uh, this is Patternist. It's an IPA. It is da 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 six point six percent. It has Eldorado and Simcoe in it. Four forty mil can. That is it. Apart from local Poly's address. Doesn't tell me kind of anything else. No more They're in. Is it not Wales? Is it where are they based? Uh, I uh, yeah, they are. No, they are Welsh, right? Are they in Welsh? I'm sure, they're Welsh. Yeah. They're in, yeah, they're in Mould, Flintshire, CH seven. Don't know where CH is. Cardiff. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Flintshire. Town Willie or whatever. One of those weird Welsh. Town Willie. Oh, that that excellent, excellent. County or county town, yeah. however they decide yeah. their, uh, their postcode names. Um, yes, so I'm cracking into this patternist. Yeah, patternist. Lucy, what mm. do you drink? I'm going to drink a beer from Big Bruco. Uh, it's nice. in the Brummies. Uh, it's called Durr. It's D U R R. It's a vanilla and cocoa nib stout. Uh, 6.8%. So have a look if there's any flavour text. Just says stout with milk sugar added to the whirlpool, conditioned over organic vanilla pods and lightly roasted cocoa nibs. That's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah, it's got lactose, vanilla, cocoa nibs, hops. Yeah, it's, it's one I've never seen before, so... Hmm. They're into their canning game now, which is great because you know Ben, you had the dagger dagger not too yeah. long ago. Like you enjoyed that, so yeah, let's see what this is like. Nice. It's not not something you've encountered whilst um, heading to the. No, uh, no, no, not at all. Okay. They're coming out with new ones pretty frequently. 
by the looks of it. Nice. Good. Uh, Adol, how about you? I am drinking the Alligator Tugboat from Predator. <gasps> I had nice. that a couple of weeks ago, maybe Which last week. Which has an excellent gold toothy shiny can. Really good. Simcoe IPA um, tasting notes according to them are resinous, citrus, and dank. The hops are just Simcoe and the Alligator Tugboat is a type of amphibious steam-powered logging boat invented in 1878 in the town of Simcoe, Ontario. The label is by the legendary Sweet Tooth. Um, oh. I didn't realize that Alligator Tugboat was a ah, Canadian country. No. Canadian. How did you not know about your history? Uh, like, how did we not so know? So here's about, a question like, for you, Lucy. 17th century. As a person from the UK, <laughs> can you name all of the boats that were made, invented, founded, built? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. The raft. So next episode will be Lucy's boat episode. <laughs> yeah. Raft. A skiff. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. That I, I didn't read that when I um purchased it. So that's interesting. Because yeah, I really I like, like, I like the name, like the camera. Something made in Simcoe, Ontario, and they've they've. There's a place called Simcoe in Ontario. Mm. Yeah, it's where the fucking alligator tugboat was invented. Well, <laughs> did you not listen to me? We're going there. Yeah, because I was like, "Wow, okay, we'll get it." They can uh, even more of a reason to just live in Canada. Yeah, any beer <laughs> brewed in Simcoe can only include Simcoe hops, hops obviously, yeah. as well. That's just the way things work, isn't it? So makes sense. Yes, yes. Uh, so the Patanist from Locopoli, it's got a nice tropical fruity nose, mix of sort of flavors, maybe a little bit of mango. Mm, it's very sort of. It's that tropical kind of nose, but a little bit of sweetness, maybe. Like, you know, like, uh, as we've been talking about, kind of like a, a mango a lot in, yeah. in beers sort of recently. It kind of just has that little bit extra, doesn't it? That little bit of sweetness kind of associated with it. Mm -hmm. uh, in the flavour, though, it's a world of difference from the the Yonder Pale Ale. Um, yeah. Lots of flavour. Those tropical, those tropical uh, a big flavour, and those kind of... Mango, maybe kind of more um, like honeydew melon, something mm. like that. Something that's that's a yes. little bit kind of duller, a little bit uh, that just pulls that sweetness back a little bit, maybe, uh, and a nice bitterness that that pushes through yeah. on this as well. Kind of almost straight away, as soon as those fruit flavors come in, and you know that 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 kind of maybe that little bit of melon is just there. That bitterness comes in, and then it, it's not a big, it's not huge. But it's nice, and it just backs mm. up that that tropical yeah. fruit flavor really well. Uh, very, very easy. I don't think. Did I tell you what the percentage was? Six point six. Okay. So uh, I'm not getting any of that on the actual beer itself. Um, mm. It's it's kind of it's got that very very light carbonation with it as well, which actually pairs quite nicely with the bitterness to kind of let that maybe bitterness carry on a little bit longer than than maybe it would have done uh i mean the whole mm. the whole flavor just continues and continues and continues yeah. it's really mm. good it just stays with you it is dry but oh is it dry okay. yeah it is okay. yeah mm. but that dryness with that flavor continuing on works very well uh mm. you know yeah. as you were saying out with your first beer having to reach for it because it's dry and the flavor's gone with this I've still got that 
that flavor is still there but i want it i want to go back mm. to, to to pick this glass up yeah and have some more um just a a, a well-balanced very easy to drink ipa really nice yeah because um i went to a tap takeover which had a local poly i think it was the augment can launch that may well have been uh, part of that. I, I'm yes, yeah, I think these, these new cans that. are that yeah. augment, I think is the name for it. Yeah, all. I'm not sure if I tried the patternist, but the, the ones that I did try, they were, I just associated them with being very juicy, very, like, mm. very day-ish almost. Um, so it just turns like like very juicy, like, fruit-forward beers. I, I yeah. associated them with, like, Daya and, like, Whiplash and stuff like that. Yes, yeah. like even that like kind of powdery kind of smoothness to them. So yeah, they were really nice. I think they're really, really, really good. For it. And, like, and it, it's interesting that we're yeah, definitely um, interesting that we're getting breweries who are you know becoming known for not a certain style but a certain take and kind of all mm. of their beers have their kind of like their trademark. And you're saying like Whiplash Daya, maybe Local Poly now are coming through and as Verdant very as well, yeah. and mm. verdant as well yeah yeah like super fruit heavy uh fruit forward kind of beers really showcasing what they can do with those whereas you look at kind of like the other breweries um that we know that you know we talk about cloud water we talk about dig uh other breweries where you can kind of you crack a can and you know that it is it is from those breweries yeah because they have their trademark sort of um flavors and smells and viscosities got everything kind of associated with what they do and their yeah. combination of how they brew their beers um i don't uh, you know local poly have released these new cans from remembering their previous beers mm. i don't think this is doing anything kind of more than their previous beers well, okay. i think it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a good beer it's a great beer but uh you know they've obviously had kind of like a rebrand for some things i i think previously their, their previous beers were doing this as well they were kind of fruit forward yeah really showcasing yeah. certain flavors um, for a little while i think it's yeah. just nowadays they're like yeah you need to pay attention but yeah, yeah yeah definitely they've not been doing too much different but what yeah. they didn't originally was very good so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i was just surprised when you said dry because it's like always attribute attribute those beers with like very juicy Hmm. yeah yeah and maybe that is maybe I, I obviously you've had a few more of the old series when you went to the um mm. the launch tap takeover event um were any of those uh, yeah, you may not remember from that long ago now it was a few weeks not. wasn't it so. <laughs> mm. i just i i did think they were quite as you say like similar like even the ones that i was drinking there that day they were quite similar to each other it's just that they all tasted good so it's like yeah all right they're not quite you know doing different things but or maybe doing the same thing but that one thing is very good mm. i get what you're saying with that. good um how's your beer lucy yeah it's it's quite light um even for it's what, what was it 6.8 percent so it's a stare and you'd think okay 6.8 percent that's substantial enough but mm -hmm. it's it's really quite light it's it tastes almost like a porter in that sense. Like really? it's quite thin. Hmm. I mean, the first sip is quite thin, and then you get a bit more heaviness when you start to, you know, inhale that sugar and stuff like that. So yeah, it's not overbearingly sugary. It's 
it's got a bit of, a fair bit of chocolate. I wouldn't say it has much coffee, maybe a little tinge of coffee. Um, let me see if there's anything else going on with it. It says it's got vanilla in it, so maybe that's why. Maybe the vanilla mm. um, is tempering that like kind of chocolate and coffee, and it's like just adding to the sweetness. Um, but it's not overwhelmingly sweet, so I like that. Um, but at the same time, it's quite... It, it's slightly more thin than I'd expect or want. I think mm. I'm maybe drinking it a few percentages, not percentages, uh, centigrees over, then I'd probably like. It's probably a bit warmed up a bit, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, pitch black. It didn't really have any head to it when it poured. It didn't have that nice creamy, creamy head to it. I I did have, like, a Imperial Stout today. It was at 9.6, and it was just, like, bang on from, like, um, (laughs) Northern Monk, but yeah, it's... Hmm. I'll probably come back with my thoughts of this right okay. at the end of the podcast. I'm, I'm still just getting to it, but yeah, initial thoughts. It's it's a bit thinner than I'd like. It's still hitting on some of those flavors. Um, nice. right. Not too sweet, which I appreciate. Good. Okay. Yeah, I do. You, sir. Another um, orange juice. Another orange yeah, juice. Yeah. So it, it's a little <laughs> more bubbly. Um, it's probably half for longer than you initially saw the other one. Mm. Um, but you can still see a little bit ahead. It's slightly lighter, more translucent, as I'm sure you can see from the light coming through it. It's less, obviously, orange juice. Um, right off the top, you get the, that dankness of the Simcoe hops on the nose. Um, you're like, oh, yeah, this is a dank beer. But there's this like um, very sweet tropical fruit undertone there as well, which sort of helps balance that nose. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, I like that beer. <laughs> <laughs> I love these um, moments of silence. Yeah. Um, so, it's I mean, I am. Shit. It's I, like I also, <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I'm a big, I'm a fan of Simcoe hops. I like Danky beers. Um, this, you, to be honest, the nose sort of telegraphed what was going to happen, but to a lesser degree. Yeah. Um, so, that, I mean, I think the fact that they dry hopped it a couple of times, I think. Mm-hmm. Or was that the other one? Double, double, triple. Oh, I didn't actually say. I think it's probably been dry hopped with Simcoe as well as hopped yeah. with Simcoe. Um, just because there's so much dank on the nose and it's mm-hmm. a little more understated on the taste. Mm-hmm. But it's... um, Yeah, it's dank. It's The bitterness kicks in halfway through. But there's this like... It's this undertone of just like s- tropical-ish but sweetness kind of like um uh, mm, this is what it is yeah i don't know if you ever had overripe mangoes yes yeah they so, actually make me sick <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't so know what it is yeah yeah it's like, it's like I, any so like before sickly yeah. sweet but mm. i mean that in the overripe mango sense but yeah. take the strength of that Nice. And drop it to a fifth, and it's just like that, like right. overripe, sweet, overripe okay. sweetness yeah. is sitting with, underneath the dankness. Well, yeah. normally that overripeness would be so overpowering, yeah. but it's like that, like very specific notion of sweet that's sort of sitting there and helping push back against the dankness. But the dankness of the Simcoe is still very much there. Yeah, mm. um, exactly what you mean. Yeah, 
and so it's a really excellent balance. Um, got to be honest, it kind of fades in uniform. Uh, maybe a slight bitterness, just because I think I've had enough IPA that I have. I'm just my ambient taste can't tell the difference, so I yeah. suspect that. But doesn't leave me dry. Doesn't leave me wet. Um, it's just so. This is the inverse of the last one, where it's like. Oh, I really liked that interaction of that. What was that sweetness and dankness doing? I think I'll try it again, but mm -hmm. there's nothing making me reach for the glass other than I want to taste it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's really great, and it's and it's one of those things where I really like when the nose does something different from the taste, but mm -hmm. it's like a matter of degrees, not a like. Two different yeah, paths, not, like massive disparity between the two. Yeah, and so th this feels like the nose makes you think, "Oh God, this is gonna be super dank," and then the taste is like, "This is dank, but there's something else going yes, on." Yes, so, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's a nice push and pull of dealing with the. the you can do two different things, but still making yeah. it clear that this is the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's a really, like really excellent people beer. Don't appreciate like how much of taste is smell and how much of taste is smell in person. It's like yeah, so. When you get like, oh, beards, it's like, hold on, what is this doing? Like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, you're doing that, but also something, something else, or you're doing something completely different. So, mm. yeah, it so keeps you. I would say there's a slight, yeah. um, slight, slight pininess to the bitterness that okay. sort of, mm -hmm. as yeah, it yeah, to fade. Yeah. I kind of get a hint of. I'm um, just on this last sip. I'm like, oh well, it's very slight. I think it's just yeah. mostly like there's a moment where. As things are fading, there's a, a flash of a specific type of bitterness, which I'm going to say is a little piney. Yeah, piney. But mostly, it's all a very, it's a very fluid taste curve. Like it's very much. I mean, does this reflect what you sort of tasted before, Lucy, when you had it? Uh, or do you? I mean, I'm it's, it's, it's to cool remember. if you can't remember. No, no, no. I, I, I not, remember I liked it. Um, I didn't quite get that like. Uh, like mango kind of thing that you said, that, which I think is a perfect analogy because I knew exactly what you're on about. Um, I'll get up on on tap, so by the time we finish this episode, I'll I'll let you know yeah. how I thought of it. But I, I I did enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Well, Lucy, you may have time to have a look on on tap because you might zone out a little bit. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm actually really interested in this game. It's like <laughs> it's got. It's nice when a game comes out. And it's just good, and people like it. And it's like, despite uh, okay, forget you two cynics, but like what <laughs> I've seen critically, people people really like it. And it's like, yeah, they do. It's doing well. Oh, I think it's well. the kind of game that it is. So yes. much could go wrong, and yet so many things went right. So I'm really interested. Completely. So for those of you who might not have figured out what this <laughs> game is, it is of course the Division Two. Yes. Otherwise, I don't know why I said it like that. That's yeah. just how I kind of feel about it, really. And it's also because I'm completely ignorant about what this game is and what it's trying to do, what I'm interested in, and someone explaining ABC, one, two, three, what it is for me. So I think from what I've seen, the the biggest gripe is narrative, and no <sighs> one has much to say about the game. Shall, we go, shall we go into that? Um, so, I, so I, I said this purposely as these are the two main factors, gameplay versus narrative. And I think, Ben, why don't you pick a path and we'll go down that. Um, I'm happy with starting strong, ending weak, vice versa. Oh, um, I think, I, I mean, I don't really have much to say about the gameplay. I really, I, I like the gameplay. I really, I'm, I'm enjoying 
the gameplay. I, I like um, the shooting mechanics. I like the different skills. I like um, kind of like moving through the world, engaging with enemies and exploring different places. Uh, the gameplay has me going back to it it's very satisfying yeah, um, so you could good game my loop yeah yeah the game yeah exactly uh like yeah. the the loot uh that idea you know okay uh, i'm spending a little bit longer in the menus um determining different kind of uh equipments over right. you know considering so different equipments is slightly more than i'd want to be uh, but you know what so can you elaborate on do you mean just like i have too much gear and i don't quite know what a good balance is no or... no no um uh i think it's more i know the play style that i want to go for i know the weapons that i like so that it, i mean it, it it's very much like an mmo uh, you have oh. a certain build for a certain kind of class even though you don't have classes yeah uh, i well, run do. with i run with uh, a rifle and um and a shotgun or a submachine gun dependent on kind of whether i'm playing with friends or uh playing by myself sorry ben did you choose this at like your character creation no no, no not, at all. not at all it's all very whatever open. gear you equip yes oh, okay that's cool i like that yeah. kind of yeah fluidity. very much very much yeah. but the gear then gives you different or it enhances different attributes so mm. you can find certain gear is has a manufacturer so there are certain brands of gear, and some gear will be uh, give you bonuses to like critical hits, so they'll be crit heavy. Some gear will give you bonuses to armor. Some gear will give you bonuses to health. Some gear will give you bonuses to other weapons, and or, or build... like some machine gun damage. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It's so American you build capitalism, your... please. <laughs> oh, fuck yes. Um, but you build Sorry. your gear around kind of your play style. That's um, good. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. it is good. Right. It's 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 a very, very mm. good way of snaring you into that looter shooter loop. Yeah, you're constantly looking for what? a replacement for your gloves because currently the only gloves you have give you, uh, Some you know, like sniper thing. rifle damage, and you don't have a sniper rifle, so you want another set of gloves. Well, but, uh, but also, like, I, as also you level up, at the same time. <laughs> as you level up, you might have the right sniper rifle damage. Um, boost but you're getting gloves that have double the armor and so like you need to swap out and so that's that sucks i was like that's good that's good and then i would add a a, a second challenge which is what i'm actually looking forward to which is you can have different loadouts to fast equip which will be more important Mm -hmm. later i think in the game yeah but like not yeah but i think that then then you're having to search for gear for both loadouts and that's how i think the end game's gonna take a while for people to settle because you'll want to be have the flexibility of like a dill does pistol rifle or assault rifle and then marksman rifle and yep. ben does so i'm like the long range with a bit of medium range just in case yeah. and ben's the medium range with a bit of medium short yep. and um you know obviously when we're playing together that works really well but if like i'm playing with someone else i might need to swap roles and so that's yep. where like collecting yeah. other sets of gear will come in yeah yeah this, this is where i um like dropped out of like like call of duty it's like um before you know, like even before it went like hero shooter kind of thing it's like you know, like black ops where you where you say ben is like 
pinnacle of the franchise, even though you, you mm-hmm. looked at the previous game, but it's like, okay, I'm going to choose this weapon, I can choose to have a sub-weapon, I can choose this. Okay, for me to get more powerful, let me grind and do this, and then I'll unlock attachments like yeah. scopes and this yeah. and that for that weapon. If I choose to put them on, I will. And it's like, yeah. that's why I just miss about games sometimes. It's like everything seems to be like class-based. Yeah, this yeah, doesn't yeah. sound exactly the same, but it seems like they're not doing it's it fast, flexible, but, that, but it's still trying to trap you in gear. Exactly. Um, striving. Yeah. Yeah. To, to yeah. get you into that kind of gameplay loop and that kind of Looter, shooter, yeah, games as a service, looter, shooter kind of thing. It's like, okay, we're going to drip feed you this. It may not be what you want, but you, there's always a carrot dangling in front of you. I mean, Lucy, we were talking earlier about um, like battle passes and things, and and, you know, and and I said at one point in time, I was playing World of Warcraft and I was paying monthly for a game as a subscription and then buying every expansion that came out. So I'm, you know, constantly paying out for a game. Okay. The division gives me the same sort of feel that something like World of Warcraft kind of gives me. It has that constant, like you know, it it is that perpetual live service kind of system. Uh, It's the persistent and like grindy itch that it is trying to solve, but in a less structured and less monetized so far. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of weird to me because like, I've never been in a games of service kind of mind space. It's like I like games that are one and done. I appreciate people who can just play a game and I understand mm-hmm. why they want that content. It's just when it, just implementation seems a bit skeevy to me sometimes, especially in a game that launches as a games of service. It's not like Warcraft, World of Warcraft like 15 years ago where it's like, kind of not sure about this and then they build upon it it's like games are specifically targeted as that and they know the roadmap 20 years well world of warcraft Warcraft, that launch that game launched strong Um, yeah you know as as an mmo as an mmo that was a fucking strong launch they could never imagine that they'd be here today Whereas mm. every company now want to be where World of Warcraft is. Yeah, it's completely. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's any animal will do what it like, did. It's just a bit. No. That, is, that a... is the outlier massively. Um, well, no, I think it showed that we could have this style of game, and so the reason why it'll never happen again is because we have different genre, subgenres of persistent sure. sort of world co-op, it... but not quite co-op games. The Division is it wouldn't exist, let alone Division Two, without. The massive success Absolutely. of MMOs and World of Warcraft is the one yeah. that it to the masses, right? Absolutely, mm-hmm. but they're doing it on a completely different mindset. It's like, yeah. we're not doing this because we... I can't even say this, but it's like, they're not doing it... I'd say it's more from a... We have put out a roadmap for, like, the next five years. When you say, like, Destiny... And that launched in like what twenty fourteen, or like we had ten yeah. years worth of. Yeah. We want this to make a ten year project. Which it just seems, nice. which is still like you know, destiny in terms of like the Lutus. I always call it like Schluter because I'm a giant monster. and it's uh, like Schluter's great. I love yeah, it. Yeah, and it's like that was still early in terms of consoles. Yeah. It's like nowadays when I see a Schluter come around, um, <laughs> I just think it. It's just like. Sorry, I had a piece of crap in my throat. <laughs> yes, you want to 
build for the future, but yeah, I just see it as you're making the base game in a way where it's just like, okay, we're going to make sure that there's always a carrot, there's never an endpoint. Mm, and it's yeah. like, that's what... So, I mean, my big problem... Whereas so this 20 years been... ago, there wouldn't have been dangling that carrot. That would, yeah. that carrot wouldn't be the first and foremost thing. It's like, yeah, we can it do this now. Completely. But... I think, I think for, for, for tonight... Um, <laughs> yes. yeah. We will not get into Adam, why don't why don't you talk about kind of the things that you're uh, enjoying about the Division Two? Because you know we're going to be playing this for a while, so we're going to return yeah, to, to discuss it and uh, and maybe the things that we're not quite getting on with. Uh, I know we uh, alluded to it at the start yeah. about politics and things. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. Next week. We're yeah. talking about the positives. Yeah, that, about the positives. that's a big one. Yeah, I, I, I was also gonna. I was gonna say the non-politics side. We can also leave it alone. But um, what Lucy was alluding to with respect to narrative is a thing that I think, like, the carrot is no longer the story. Is is a thing that's worth talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's and true I'm I'm happy to put that on hold as well. I just wanted to bring that. That's up. a massive topic. I tell you Absolutely, what. Absolutely, and you're right too. Oh. I tell you what. You got five minutes. Talk about what you want. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to talk about um, what the heck logic is. So why I thought this was a good segue to sort of also why some of the, where the, some of the reviews are also sort of lambasting it um, is the fact that Lucy is exactly right. Like right now the carrot is just the gear and I think one mm. of the reasons why World of Warcraft was so successful was they saw things like Final Fantasy XI, which had a huge plot base, and they gave you a plot, and that helped drive the less hardcore players through the to the end game. Which, by the time you get to the end game, you might be trapped in the loop, loop, but you might not immediately think of the loop as something you want to be trapped in. And now these games don't put as much em emphasis on capturing you with the story. They're like, well, you're just going to be caught in the loop, so we'll yeah. only worry about the loop. And it's like, well. To be honest, no. Like, yeah, yeah, and be, just I to... Yeah. Like, I recognize that I might get caught in your loop, but you have to earn yeah. that catching. And I think that's where, if I... I mean, I'm already behind where you, you and Adam and others uh, are, are in the Division 2. Okay. Um, but um, I'm finding this story way less enthralling or interesting than Division 1. Wow. The get-go. The, the, the get-go... The get-go, like, intro cinematic was, like, this seems like the bare minimum of, like, the most straightforward explanation of why we're in D.C. versus New York. And it's yeah. just, like, what yeah, if that yeah. thing that was, like, super interesting in Division 1 because it was localized to New York? So, you like, being in New York was a terrible thing and, and you were going in because this was the zone of, of death? Mm. What if that just magically spread across the country? Then everyone would be in yeah. trouble. Yeah. And, and, like, um... Go fuck yourself. Like... <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even bother saying like explicitly <laughs> and then they targeted DC which would be a natural yeah. sequel move people might gripe about it, but they're not, they're kind of like the green death sort of went everywhere so all chaos and yeah. this is one of the chaos points and you're like this is dumb yeah, I'm, I'm sorry this quickly is wanna not the way you start a game into interject where it's like um any you know video games they have the basic mechanics put down for, first of all and then they build the you know art and stuff like that and then the story the story is pretty much you know superfluous to a lot of games which is well, unfortunate 
but I, mean, I actually think that's one of the advantages of the straightforwardness of the division two is i kind of forget I when i'm playing it that i hate the yeah. story yeah because mm. the gameplay and a lot of people say like you know, in terms of whether it's political or not political, they're like, it's the vision, the gameplay loop's fun, who, who the hell cares about the story? Well, but, and it's clear that um, I think when you're having a political. second stab at it, because I actually found the first Division story, like, kind of interesting. I really um, loved it. Yeah. So and I never things... played that game, I was like, that's actually kind yeah. of interesting. So one of the things I, mean... I really liked about Division 1 was mm -hmm. um, going around and collecting the cell phones to hear the calls. Oh, okay. It was all, like, yeah. random people in the city being like, panicking about this green death happening sometimes it was like government officials sometimes it was regular people <laughs> the echoes and stuff that you could collect would give you snapshots to specific moments in the ensuing chaos from the moment and you like got a sense of the event that happened before you got there it really mm. grounded like the yeah. history of that yeah. and now Definitely. i'm pick i'm picking up these cell phones and even when i listen to them they're kind of just like random talking and except for the one at the White House, which was like talking about the chain of command and how that got fucked royally, none of these phone conversations are interesting at all. It's just like this happened in the past. Someone had this yeah. conversation. And like some, some like the, the the narrative sense seems to have been lost there in a way yeah. that even they Lots even like the boring conversations in Division One, I, I found inter interesting, and yeah. I'm finding none of these interesting. And that's the shame because like even when it's like something that's so political obviously as uh the division set in washington and stuff like that even if you don't want to go down that road i think it's quite a service to your game to saying like oh actually like as you said a deal you're not finding any narrative not not even looking for like anything political just any narrative just about like society humans just like you know like yeah something. humans something and What's it's being human yeah yeah and it's quite frustrating that Yes. They've had a chance at a sequel, and they've not been able to. Like... Well, they've gone backwards rather than forwards, I guess. Is what... Yeah, which is which is a shame. And I don't know if that's um, as I said, we'll get into this next week. But I don't know if that's a, um, you know, factor of maybe they just didn't want to say anything at all, despite right. where it sends like that. So they've just completely withdrawn on themselves. It but it's like you have to have some story, and and it deserves some story. It's like I think the. Easiest analogy is like Horizon Zero Dawn. Like I didn't give a crap about like these um these people running about with the you know their spears. I don't know. Yeah, their spears and their whatever this sky. I didn't like you know, there's robots and there's dinosaurs. That's cool you know, for <laughs> yeah. me. But by the end of that, I was like so intrigued in that story. Mm. Listening to those um you know recorded tapes, like you yeah. were saying, the deal. Like I was engrossed. And that game, like, you know, resonated with me, not just because it was mechanics and it was fun as hell, but also because those those stories, not not only, okay, I didn't care about, you know, these caveman people, I don't care in these factions, but the underlying story to it, and it's yeah. like, if that was mainly told through holograms and, mm. you know, video, like, audio tapes, it's so easy to tell a story that way if you have yeah. a good writer. Yeah, it's completely. like it's it's yeah. the it's, it's the idea that where I think we've lost things is that world building is more than like architectural design world. Yeah. So like the division and one and two are both very like 
accurate in the sense of like they did maps of cities and they mm -hmm. have streets and they've put a lot of detail into physical world. Yeah. But world building should be setting, not just place. Completely. And yeah. I think that the Division 1 gave me a really interesting setting and the it, Division 2 hasn't. Yep. And to be honest, yeah. once once you guys got a little far away from me level-wise, and I was like, I don't know what to do today. I was like, I didn't immediately say, like, so my urge to play the game is I enjoy playing game. And this is a game that's currently the most pleasurable. And I want to catch up, but not I want to play. Like, there's this missing notion of, I'm really drawn to playing this game as much as I can. Yeah. If, if I didn't have colleagues slash friends, that's a normal word to use instead. <laughs> um, if I didn't have friends playing this game that I wanted to keep up with, I could easily take a week off of it, I think. Yeah. Would you come but back I to played... it at that point? Is I, I mean, the gameplay right. loop yeah. satisfying for you enough? So I that's what I'm saying. Is like I enjoy the yeah. gameplay, but like the story is missing like and like okay. the gameplay won't change if i was playing by myself the gameplay won't change in a week uh, there'll still be a yeah, bunch of people true. playing yep. so the urge to play it quite often in the first few weeks isn't there and yeah, so what makes me want yeah. to play it tomorrow morning or today or tonight or whatever will be i should bend like seven levels above me or whatever the fuck <laughs> it is yeah well it sounds like what i've read it's like they, they do single play in a good way, so yeah. you won't be left out in terms well, of that. But yeah, I want to hear about positives in the gameplay. Just on that point, I think actually yeah. one of the positives mm. is they do quite well at um, at level scaling. Uh, yeah. you okay. Know, okay, I am, say, say I was like five levels above adult I, and I could yeah. be in a completely different set of you know completely different area of the map different zone as such yeah. um it would be easy enough for us to group together uh in adult's instance and to go around doing the oh, missions good. and things that he was doing and it bumps him up and all the enemies up and the enemies so actually it is a challenge kind of for not necessarily as much for me, but it is more of a challenge for, for you know, Adol based on kind of the well, damage yeah, that his the, the, gear is doing. You can't and all power level is the idea, right? Y yes, you can't power level. Yeah, yeah. It still tries to make it, uh, you know, difficulty. It's not like World of Warcraft where you can be a level sixty character yeah. and go to a level twenty zone and help a level ten character kill everyone. And just roll up through the ranks. Yeah. You know, it scales it in a way which still makes it enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not just roped having to go around and doing those sorts of things. So, actually, me That's going good. back and saying, you know, Adam goes, I've got this side mission. I'm like, oh, I did that one like, you know, a few days ago. I'm more than happy to go back and do that because yeah. it was enjoyable. Okay, I can add a little bit because actually I know where the choke points are, I know where the enemies are coming from. Yeah. Uh, and maybe to do it this way. Mm -hmm. Couldn't give it. Couldn't give a shit about. It, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> well, so it seems it. like Ubisoft have perfected the online experience in that term, and that's probably why, as you said, Ben, like you don't have much to say about the gameplay, and it's like mm, you should it like because it because it's working, and it's well. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's just a testament. It's like, yeah, it's fine. It's cool. This is what yeah, we expect, and that's a great thing. So, so I think this is exactly um, what I was going to say in response to, to Ben as well. Is, is, mm -hmm. It's not that there's nothing to say about the gameplay. It's just we're so used to saying negative things. And it's like, yeah. oh, everything's working. Like, it's, it's, it's like a perfected division. And like that's what we want in a loot shooter. And 
there's minor issues on some sometimes between scaling and and like survivability maybe, but that's a topic for another day. Like it's it it works in a way that no, like you just don't normally see. And one mm. of the reasons why I haven't sort of played it in a couple of days is because the scaling does work. And so once like Ben and Adam went got the sufficient number of levels away from me, it was like, well, I'm never going to catch up. So it's always going to be scaling, but scaling works. Yeah. So now I'll play it on my own time, knowing that I can engage with my friends and they can help me out of missions, yeah. you know, et cetera, because it won't matter. And mm. that's really great because like, yeah, yeah. That, that's a microcosm, obviously in week one or two, this is like super microcosmy, but this is a microcosm of like, Adil's representing the casual, and Ben and Adam are representing the more, or and we can still play it together whenever we're all. I think that's really good. That's really good. Yeah, yeah it's like, super good, yeah. and I don't want to discount that with my like negative narrows. Like, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> but like, this has also meant that when I'm not in the mood, I don't feel the pressure because I mm -hmm. know I can still play with my friends when we're all playing. Yeah, yeah. you haven't got to keep up. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, that's, um, that's the thing that's you're not being overly critical at all. I'm just saying, like, yeah. It it it's just an absolute testament to the game and you know the code it's running on and yep. the mechanics that yeah we can complain about the story. Imagine that. Imagine that <laughs> if a game's a story, so we can complain about the story. I think I think they've done really yeah. well at taking yeah, they've it. taken the division one and they've gone right. What worked? What didn't? Yeah. In terms Absolutely. of the loop, in terms of how people connected, in terms of what we were doing. Uh, okay, we know that the core gameplay does work, but actually how people approach it in different ways maybe doesn't. So let's let's amend that a little bit. Mm. Let's work on this. Let's do yeah. this. Let's do this. Oh shit! Okay, we know we want to make another one. Where do we put it? Uh, and you know, it, it is it feels very much that the gameplay and how people connect with each other was the f initial focus. Yeah, for where they where the team said. Yeah. Let's build on the Division 1. What do we build on? These are the things that we build on. Fully. Uh, it, yeah. And, it's, um, it's, it, and it, it comes across in really like little things that mean a whole lot more. So, uh, um, Ben and I, we've talked about this a bunch, but like when you're playing with another person, they come across some, some sort of loot box, whether it's like mm. gear or like, you know, collectibles you can donate for XP or whatever, or like trash, whatever. If Ben opens the thing, it just appears on the ground, and I can just run over it and pick it up. You don't have to do in this. Division, in the Division One, used to everyone had to queue in front of a crate. <laughs> but like, I remember it, the uh, launch issues when everyone was queuing. Yeah, queuing at the PC, like, course, just like oh, I've done yeah. it. Got it. And and like that makes sense if you haven't thought about it. And like it's yeah. like they really saw what people were annoyed about in Division One, and now it's Absolutely. like if I'm in a party with Ben and he opens the box, it'll throw the shit on the ground for me, and I'll just run past. And that includes like the generic reload crates. Yeah. Like it's not just like so so like they they have crates which just refill your ammo. And even that'll dump shit on the ground. So like if Ben's hitting reload, yeah. He has to wait the second and a half to like reload in the in the animation, but I can just walk up to him. Yeah, it's it's really nice knowing that like Ubisoft have been able to hone in that experience and even mm. something like where I think of Apex Legends. I played literally like two, three ma matches of that. Yeah. Um, I installed it immediately, but it's like <laughs> I, I played one one game of Battlegrounds and one like a couple games of Apex Legends, and it's like you can immediately see like 
reiteration, the honing, like, like in terms of Apex, like, okay, I'm picking up this scope, this this vest, this thing, whatever, and it's like all the best stuff. It's like immediately attached to your body, immediately attached to your weapons and stuff like that. It's automated. There's no really. Okay, I have to, yeah, it's not like okay. I have to go into the menu, unequip right. this, unequip that. Have a look what's better. Have a look at this. Compare this. Compare that. It's like no, we're just gonna do that for you. So it's like it, it's good to see iteration. Yeah, and that's exactly. within a genre. Whereas when you know with Ubisoft, they've also done that with a genre in terms of online games, but they've also done it within their own game. And mm. yes, you expect that from a sequel, but it's still great to see. It had no yeah, online launch issues, and game looks yeah, beautiful. I was gonna say, when it, the yeah, best, it looks the best thing really you could say the, the mm. Division 2 is that there wasn't an issue when it came out. Absolutely yeah. not. I didn't hear about anybody having issues. The, there's, there's a minor bug we'll talk about next, next week, probably, because we, maybe we're going over time. About Ben and I both had <laughs> an issue. Um, which was consistent that sucked gameplay wise. Um, I think they've already patched it actually. Oh, yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think I think well, given that, that we're focusing on the positive now, we'll just mention that this was a teething issue. But like that's the thing is it's a small teething issue. Mm. Yeah. Like and I think yeah, like Lucy said, the thing that is remarkable is that. We didn't have the standard thing. Like, think of how much shit went on with like Anthem. Yeah. Um, we talked about it last week. Yeah. All the problems that happened, and you know, I, I sort of made the point that I'm not surprised that these things happened because people weren't. This was a new genre, then you totally for new Bioware, approach yeah, yeah. for Bioware. Yeah. And I think the the contrast between our conversation about like Anthem and these weird scaling things, etc., and are to talk about Ubisoft and Division 2 is just like, yeah, it turns out these things are super complicated, and if you've done it before, you'll do a better job the next time. Absolutely, like yeah. any game. Any yeah. game. Well, <laughs> like, like, like any job, always better. essentially. Yeah. You know, yeah. the next time, you know, if I'm if I'm designing an extension for someone, the next time I come to design an extension on a very similar house, it will probably be slightly better because I've considered the issues that happened yeah. on the previous design or the previous build so you yeah. kind of yeah you, you learn from we wouldn't be anywhere if it, if it wasn't for that et game that's it yeah we'd all be in the landfill <laughs> <laughs> everyone not even video games just everyone no don't you know if we didn't throw out all of the copies of the et game the humanity would be living in so this is that's just it. a fact yeah, yeah completely the same, there, there needed to be a sacrifice um <laughs> mm. So, uh, you know, our listeners uh, are probably a little bit more keyed in to kind of what's going on in the industry in terms of how games are made and those sorts of things. But uh, Noclip have kind of ramped up a little bit on their content and they are putting out some very good documentaries Excellent at the content. moment uh, about uh, you know, how games are made and, uh, you know, the developers' lives and, and things like yeah. that, publisher-developer relationships, stuff like that. It's, 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 there's, there's other channels, there are other documentaries yeah. and that you can follow yeah. that, that delve yeah. into this. But it's really and worth just, understanding yeah. uh, yeah. to know kind of, you know, when people approach a sequel, how they go about those sorts of things. Yeah, and just yeah. Like, yeah, like no clip Rather than just doing all like, and, yeah. <laughs> the development of Hades and how they're switching to an mm. online service game, like, from a okay one and done release and um also want to give a shout out to uh 
the guys who are making the pedestrian. It's a very small indie game. Probably never heard of it. Um, no, I haven't. But I'm yeah, curious. but but they they they're putting out like a devlog like every single month, and it's nice. so for me who's like oh, I don't know anything about this uh, hmm. game dev. It's so interesting, like from just anybody, like anybody, just look, just look out for that, like appreciate what these devs go through, like sign up to newsletters, sign up to yeah. their dev vlogs, like fully, no yeah. I couldn't even imagine the stuff that they go through, and then mm. people scream at them on online because. Wait, are, are you know, saying that you don't? I mean, so I guess we're not announcing the new. Tanked up slash out of live behind the scenes publishing company. Man, it's hard right, to Lucy's <laughs> gonna hard do work, all the project man. management for. I mean, it's I thought that's work. what we were going to announce this episode. How I much mean, I, ha- I had to go to a tap room all day and drink. It was so hard. The out of live games publishing company will put out. Not even. I had to flash. get back for seven thirty. We could do flash games. I had to get back for seven thirty. That's true. You I was at twelve, and I Everyone, everyone, all you listeners need to acknowledge she did sacrifice time at a tap room to come record, and I think that's important. It's a hard life. It. Yeah, devs, you have it's no a hard idea. Hard life. <laughs> so Lucy, remembering the beers that you've already drank today yes out of the two that you've had this evening which were your favorite it's quite a tight one i wasn't a massive fan of either um i think it's the worst kind of tight race (laughs) no they were both very nice don't get me wrong i say i'm not a massive fan of either but considering the caliber of beers i had today from like glass house and northern monk um it just weren't as good but Mm -hmm. i think I'm going to give it to Big Bruco because A, I want to represent Big Bruco. But it's. I don't know. Because it was less sweet. It was like the Gypsy Hill brew, the Trekker. It was was just too sweet for me. Um, It was 8.2% double APA. I think. Yeah. I I don't think it was sweet from the alcohol, just sweet from like. The amount of malt that they packed in mm. there mm. didn't taste like eight point two percent medium body. It was okay, but um, I think I want to give it to Dig Bruco six point eight percent. And as a stat, as we were saying last week, a deal with something more filling, more comforting, and stuff like that. But yeah, nice to have a stout which does those kind of flavors, but it's not too sweet. It was slightly yes. thin, but it was slightly thin at the start. It, it, it packed more of the um, like creaminess and heaviness into the, like the second taste, but it, you know it it just oh, wasn't like too sweet and vanilla and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, they were just too yeah. sweet for me today, and that's why I didn't like them probably as much as something else at the start. Um, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go for Bruco. It, it was a tough one, but I'm going to go for Dick Bruco. Um, what's it called? How about you, my friend Ben? Uh, duh, I, sorry, I. Yeah, I the duh, duh, yeah, how do duh. I forget? Yeah. It was like, duh, what's it called? It's called duh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, for me, uh, two very good beers. Two beers I've enjoyed that I would more than happily drink again. Uh, of both of them, I would have had a second of 
as well. Uh, it's often a factor for me whether I would have another beer yeah, straight afterwards. Uh, I think I this week I'm going to go for the Yonder. Um, by no means does that mean the local poly is kind of like a lesser beer. It is a very good IPA. It is it's just a standard IPA. You know, it's giving mm. me it's giving me fruit. Mm. It's giving me uh, you know those honeydew melons. So it's offsetting that fruit with a little bit of bitterness uh, right. that was running through there as well. Very very easy to drink. I think the yonder though, um, just that level of complexity it had about yeah. it, and the, the the fact that I was struggling to describe Come what, what was, was going yeah. on because there was so much going on, right. and it was working so so well. Uh, that lavender, you know, those floral notes I was getting, along with that orange that was kicking through. Uh, there were a few other things going on with this that that it, it just mm. made a very very good very rounded sort of flavor that was super super easy to just just put back uh yeah. and i you know the the yonder perhaps is a beer that you could drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and just keep going and you just would not worry about it it wouldn't phase you you wouldn't feel it Obviously, at some point you would, but it, it would just allow you to go and go and go. Uh, I think maybe the bitterness on the Loca Poly, you know, it reminds you that, yes, there's that element of kind of like that tropical fruit there. And you know, that, that bitterness just grounds you maybe a little bit in like, yeah, good beer, right. uh, nice IPA, you know, does what it is suggesting it does with even just that limited range of just saying that it is what Eldorado and Simcoe kind of on the on the can. Yeah. Uh, remind myself. Yeah, Eduardo Zingo. Um just the yonder was just a bit more just just a little bit more uh in no, its yeah, yeah, it, it seems like um close margins this week. We have the mm. battle of the less sweet and battle of the most confusing, so what's your battle? <laughs> uh my battle is actually quite straightforward this week, I think. Oh, I liked both beers, but I think the um the alligator tugboat um just just took it away i think it was yeah yeah more interesting uh the, the smooth so the, like the smooth taste curve didn't wasn't betrayed by like simpleness and so like mm. it was just like consistently throughout like the highs and lows of the taste curve the malts and the hops were working in tandem so there was no sort of trade-off where it's like, yes. and and while the um, the dreamlining um, by Garaje and Track because it was a collaboration, <laughs> if that wasn't clear, with Track uh, Beer was interesting and it had a lot going on. It felt more stilted. It felt more like we're doing this, then we're doing this, then we're doing okay, that. Yeah, it didn't flow um, as well as the. Yeah, and and like just to be honest, like it was a really dynamic taste. The tugboat. Um, and it flowed really easily, mm. and like I had, I really liked how, like that that over overbearing sweetness was sort of so low down. Yes. All it did was make sure that you weren't being like, "Fuck, this is super dank." It was yeah, like, and this is dank. Yeah. But I'm not worried because something's going on, and like upon reflection, that something on is like this loaded sweetness. And again, those things were married together, so no. 
Except for that, maybe that one moment in the taste curve where I was like, oh, there's suddenly like a really strong hint of bitterness. Yeah, because um, um, everything was just really well, smooth. I, yeah, when I looked, I'm untapped, I said that it was like quite sprucy, quite uh, resiny and piney. Mm. So, yeah. so yeah, that end taste that you got was definitely resonant with me as well. So, you're yeah, not going but, crazy yet, Adil. I'm going crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think they're both good beers, but the uh, alligator tugboat by pressure drop just just took it away yeah. uh, on on structure and like married taste, married notes. Like the, the notes were really good. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So if you listener want to talk to us about the beers you're drinking or the games that you're playing. You can do so in lots of different ways. We are at tanktap underscore cast on Twitter, tanktapcast at gmail.com. Tanktapcast over on Instagram. Who yep. knows? And I have pictures from last week that I forgot to upload. Oh, That's Christ, fine. I didn't do it today. We'll do that tomorrow. Hold on, Take a hold picture on, of your empty can, Lucy. I, 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 can. Empty can, I can. Yeah, I fine. still got a whole glass of my um, uh, Gypsy Singing. Hill double IPA, so that's yeah, why good. the yeah. big brick goes on, baby. But yes, <laughs> yeah, um, do that. My big problem was Ben does such a good job with actually giving tasting notes for the postings, and so I was like, I don't remember what I thought of this thing. He, he, he does an amazing job of segueing, Man, and that's really why I'm never like... There's never like, oh god, a pause to take a picture of my beer because he's a great host. To be fair, I I, I very uh, I spent this week. Obviously, we had a bit of a blip, then the Instagram account got banned right, yeah. for some reason. Um, <laughs> so we couldn't, upload, we couldn't upload any photos from the last from episode one five four. So yeah. I've put a load of those up, but I didn't have a fucking clue. I had yeah. to track through the recording to find yeah, I was what saying. we So that's what I suspected, them. and what I'm saying is I wasn't prepared to do that, so I didn't post anything. <laughs> you it's, not, it's not too bad. It's not too bad when you're kind of when you're doing some work on the PC, I can yeah, just Can you just explain background. what you had to do to get your Instagram account back on like it was weird. Oh yeah, oh. that's fair. So Please to get the Instagram then. account back online. Um you had to have a ransom note. Yeah. Yeah, almost, like, almost. Like, I, had to take a, I had to take a photo of myself holding up a piece of paper, which had a, a, a set of numbers can. written on it, which they had emailed me. Uh, okay. Plus my name and the account's name on it. And I had to send that day's newspaper in <laughs> evidence of life. <laughs> yes. I had to have Michael Thank J. Fox you. in the background. Yes. You know, loads Jackson. of Jackson. Oh, exactly. Kelly. Loads of hoops <laughs> to jump through. <laughs> Jesus. All Ooh. right. Hang on. Don't put Michael J. Fox in their fucking corner. No, no, Jesus no, no, no. Oh, yeah. we, we, but, but I will say the Michael J. Fox and hoops comment just makes <laughs> me think of Teen Wolf. Where Michael J. Fox is a basketball playing werewolf. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you haven't Good. seen that movie. It's amazing. <laughs> the central conceit is if you were a werewolf, you'd be better at basketball than if you weren't a werewolf. Well, and we it doesn't even talk make about sense it. at that Jump point. Back, yeah, we always talk about films, animals like um, Theodore the, the, yeah, Rex. When we reboot out of Walking life, Goldberg, pod, it's we, just going to be we the talked about that. We did. We have an extended conversation on Theodore Rex, didn't we? Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> yes, so that was the Instagram story, and we are Tanks Up Cast on Instagram. I'm at Nova underscore 47 on Twitter, on PSN, on Steam. Come and play The Division with us if you feel like it. At all, you are at the Omniarch, I believe, almost everywhere. Including my own Instagram account, but also, more importantly, Steam, PSN, uh, etc. That's the one I was yeah. thinking. Also, if you, I mean, to be honest, if you go facebook.com slash the Omniarch, you'll get to my page. And you can ask, ask to be my friend there, but obviously that's not the thing. I just realized it's one of the things that is all of the things. <laughs> all of the things in that I'm the Omniarch on all of the things. Sorry, yes. you guys all froze when I said that, and I couldn't tell if you were like, just like... it looked like you guys were just like, oh, go fuck yourself. But I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moving on swiftly. Lucy is Juicy, Juicy Lucy, Lucy 9. 9. Yep, everywhere. Steam, Untapped, Xbox, PlayStation. Steam and out. I'm Juicy Lucy 99 on Instagram. I changed it. I, I don't post on there. But if, yeah, follow me. We're also yeah. not on Snapchat because we're all too old to figure that out. Oh, God. Kim's <laughs> watching a TV program and people are saying words and phrases. I haven't got a fucking clue. Um, like, um, was it Yola? in French? No, 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 no. It's all in English. It's just in modern. Is it, though? Kids, is it in English or is it in year old speak? English? Speak. Oh, some of the Mate, things that people say, just... I've got a fucking clue. Like pang. I'd, I'd, like I'd like to be. Pang. I'd like to think that when I'm like eighty, I'm like still hip with the kids. But you're already even that is just like, exactly. Like, if I'm saying hip. Yeah. Then there you go. But the one that yeah. I mean, the one that that really had me thinking about my age and that really stumped me was two people meeting for the first time, and one of them saying to the other one, "You look well." And like, what? What do you mean? Know, like I, you I, knew I, them I, previously and they know. didn't look well, or they? I'm connected enough to understand that, uh, okay. and I'm old. I'm old. I get no, what you're no. saying. I don't what know. makes me have the firm grip of death on my like shoulder is when I listen to gaming podcasts, which with like games it happens. Um, mm -hmm. The Wii that. was my first console, and I'm oh, like, "Oh god, that's weird." <laughs> oh god. <laughs> no, no, hold on. They preface it by like, "I'm studying engineering at oh, college no, or no. slash uni." Oh, and like, no, no, the no, Wii no, was no, my no. first console. I'm no, like, no, no. The worst thing I can do is think about. How, where I was in the world when my students were born? Don't. I don't. I, I avoid it. Like um, it's best not to. Just don't. I mean, no. Don't. The reason, the reason why is because I am approaching the end of my post-secondary education, which is mm. sort of. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I started post-secondary education in two thousand one. So the age of my students <laughs> in oh, second university is basically we were born just before <laughs> you started university. Yeah. yeah. That's even scarier than I could ever imagine. Yeah, it's the worst. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Time <laughs> catches up to yeah, all of us. Let's end this because yeah. I'm old. So anyway, uh, I like beer. Lucy likes beer. Ben likes beer. Um, I sometimes like video games. Lucy sometimes likes video games. Ben sometimes likes video games. This has been tanked up for another week. I've been a deal. I'm crying. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I just, I just was like, no, we're done. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> That's awful to think.
Oh, I thought mine was bad. <laughs> <laughs>